0: doesn't love a good testimony am I right with all the negativity in this crazy world I wanted to reserve a place to exalt God's goodness because he is so good on are you gonna finish that I will be bringing powerful men and women of God each week who are just your everyday people they have been tested went through hard times and came out victorious I am blessed to know them and I want to share them with you so get a snack grab a cup of coffee And let's dive in. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Are You Going to Finish That Podcast? Um, I am mobile today. Me and my guest that I have today is no other than my little mama, Audrey Robinson.
1: Hello, everybody. (laughs)
0: we are on our way to Sam's and I figured we'd do a little like you know little carpool you know little, well you are we have to do carpool because you can't drive right girl <laughs> not anymore she's been driving
1: I've been going up to see granny and papa Robinson she
0: has
1: and me and granny have really been enjoying that
0: but anyways like I said we are going on our way to Sam's and driving and having a little, you know, a
1: mother, little interview
0: via the car. A little Mother and Daughter Day. A little, all, every with, day is a Mother and Daughter Day with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but today is a little more special because I'm on here with you.
0: you you're my guest.
1: About the name of it.
0: <laughs>
1: Are you going to finish that?
0: Did you forget it? I know, I said, can you finish that? <laughs> That's what <I> was thinking. <laughs> oh my god, you're retarded. So anyway, so this is about all all about Audrey today. Well I, know. I like that. All about all about your little testimony and yes. how you got in church. But before we get to that, um, how can you tell the audience how it was raising me? Raising you? Yes, girl.
1: Oh, honey. We'd be here. It it would take more than an hour to tell all that.
0: Do you at least want to give it a try? (laughs)
1: I'll give it a shot. No, you were stubborn like me. I was very stubborn as a child. Oh, Lord. And I did not care. I was horrible. But anyway, you were stubborn, too. You were a cute little thing, though. And Papa Robinson and Granny Robinson spoiled you rotten to the core. Oh, they're there. But anyway, that's what grandparents are for. Poor little Macy, I got a chance. But anyway, you were a little stubborn, but you were my baby. And you know how the babies are, because I was the baby of my family. Oh. I was I was just a little bit spoiled, not a whole lot. But anyway, when you had something set in your mind, you, I couldn't change it for nothing. And I, I, this is what I remember the most when you were little. You were probably about four or five. And I was cooking at the stove. Let's
0: not tell everything about No,
1: I'm, but I'm gonna tell this. <laughs> anyway, um, I was cooking and you popped off to me and I went over there and I, I told you, I said, don't talk to mama like that. And you said it again. So I went over there and I spanked you. Come back to the stove and you said it again. <laughs> So I go back over there and I spanked you again a little harder each time. It took five spankings to make your mouth hush. (laughs) So that is the example of little Candace Loris.
0: And not much has changed. She's still stubborn.
1: Yes, she is still stubborn. I still want to spank her (laughs) sometimes. But I'm sure she would love to spank me too. But anyway, we work it out.
0: Let me say what it was like growing up with Audrey Robinson as a mother. Oh, Lord, help us. <laughs> you don't have to tell it all. <laughs> oh, but I'm going to tell this. Isn't that what you said just now? So, my mom. Wait a minute. She,
1: you didn't tell me this is going to be a little tattletale session.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, since everyone's gathered together, I might, might as well get, my, get mine out there, my, my piece. Okay. So, my mom. Is very like she will tell the truth about whatever that whatever it is. So, my well, core memory I had this, <laughs> this orange shirt on, and I was gonna walk out the house and go to church in it. And as I was like, got dressed, got my hair done, feeling myself because I thought I look adorable. And I go, I walk out of my room to leave, and Mom was like, "Uh, "What are you wearing, Candy? What are you wearing?" And I was like, "I'm wearing, I'm wearing this shirt, and I look so cute," I thought. And (laughs) she was like, "No, you're not. No, Candy, Candy, we don't, we can't wear that kind of stuff. You look like, you look like a pumpkin." It was like a, a giant pumpkin. Oh, someone alert Cinderella. Her pumpkin's going. Ah! Someone get her, <laughs> Someone alert Cinderella.
1: Wear candy. Not,
0: you need it like a pumpkin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but my question is, did you wear it?
0: No, and I I didn't. But today, I'm in spite of you. I am wearing literal a pumpkin shirt and orange. Can you see
1: it? Yeah, but you don't look bad in that. But that I know. But that pumpkin, that other No, <laughs> I wasn't going to allow it.
0: And I, I was putting this on today, and I was like, in your face, Audrey.
1: I have ri- I have risen above all that. Thank you, Jesus.
0: Yeah. But there's never a dull moment with you, I will say.
1: No, Are you. Yeah,
0: no. Indeed. indeed. You How did take that be? after me. Yeah, there's never a dull moment with us. But um, getting back to my little mama's testimony, circling on back because we are rabbit trailers we will go here there and everywhere but um my mom was not raised in in truth she came to it via her ex-husband my dad
1: because of my mother-in-law because
0: of yeah because of my grand because of
1: my praying mother-in-law Yeah. because she really didn't want me to marry Dwayne, but but when she told me that years later it kind of it kind of hit deep (laughs) I went, Okay, both them mom
0: but I do understand. So how so before we get into like all that, let's just tell them my favorite story when you were not in church. Give a oh, little Jesus. Like, give a little like fact. Now we don't
1: want to go all up in that.
0: No, well we kinda of do. Because it is so funny and it's so you. Like it's so cracks <laughs> up. Uh, so my mom, you were like what, twelve?
1: I was about yeah, twelve, thirteen years old. My Uncle Randolph took me fishing. She took me to go check the trot lines. I loved to spend the summers with Aunt Catherine and Uncle Randolph. They were the best. This one certain day, Aunt Catherine didn't want to go check the trot lines. So I told him, I said, well, I want to go. And he said, okay, just load up in the boat. So we go out there and get in that little old bitty aluminum boat of his, the little motor back there on the back. He had to sit back there and guide us where we needed to go. And we just putt butted across the lake. We get to the trot line, and he stops, start checking it. He asked me, he said, hey, hand me one of them beers in that cooler up there by you. And I said, okay. I grabbed one of the beers, and he drank that old nasty Lone Star in a can. (laughs) And um, so I grabbed it, and I opened it, and I drank about half of it, and then I passed it back there to him. And I did about four or five of them like that. And that last one I gave him, he said, you know, I'm going to have to start checking them cans when I when I buy them. They're only like half full. And I said, I know. <laughs> so my experience on the drinking, don't do it. But okay. we get to the bank, he told me, and I hadn't stood up in the boat at all. We get to the bank, so I stood up to get out of the boat and he wanted me to get, he said, grab that rope and pull me to you. When I stood up, I was drunker than a bald owl. I didn't, I couldn't even hardly stay standing up, but I finally made it out of the boat and got on there. And when I sat down to pull him in, I just fell backwards. <laughs> but anyway, and my dad, if he knew all that, he would have never let me go fishing oh again. God. Because he always said, I don't want you drinking. I don't want you drinking no alcohol because the way you love them cokes, I don't want you to be an alcoholic. Well. Uh-huh. Some things. (laughs) Right. But anyway, so that was my experience with the drinking, the first hand of it. And, oh, when I was in the first grade, they didn't have kindergarten back then. Back then, that's how old I am. (laughs) But uh, we lived right across the street from the uh, school. It was Tilly School in Orange. It was over there in the Riverside area. Mom would let me come home and eat lunch every day from school until Dad brought me back a little rabbit from Thicket. Well, when I'd come home for lunch, I didn't want to go back. I wanted to stay home and mom had to fight me tooth and toenail to get back over there and bringing up, that's probably where candy gets the stubbornness (laughs) because I did not want to go back to school. I wanted to play with that rabbit. Well, when I did that, she told me that I had to go from I couldn't come home for lunch anymore. Well, I was devastated (laughs) because I wanted to be with my mother. I didn't even want to go to school at all in the first grade. We were in class one day, and there was this little kitten that came in the room. And my teacher said, okay, whose um, cat is this? Whose little kitten is this? Well, I looked around and nobody raised their hand. So I raised mine. She goes, oh, is this your little kitten? I said, yeah, uh, yes, ma'am. And she said, well, you need to take it home. And I said, okay. <laughs> oh, honey, I was ready to go home. <laughs> and, but you're gonna take someone with you, so you'll come back. And I went, oh, no. I said, I'll come back. No, you won't. So pick anybody in this room and go take that cat home. So I picked the little, little Yvette. She was my best friend, this little black girl in our class. I loved Evette. So she went with me. We got about halfway across that school yard down at Sidewalk. And she said, can I hold the cat? I said, you can have this cat. That ain't my cat. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, oh, okay. So we get to my house and I open that front door and my mom is mopping the kitchen floor, and when she saw me, she goes, what in the blankety-blank are you doing home? And poor little Evette's eyes was big as saucer. <laughs> mama scared her to death. <laughs> so anyway, we lived there half that year through my first grade year, and then we moved to Little Cypress, and I had to ride a bus, and I was 20 miles from my mama.
0: Oh my God! That almost
1: devastated me.
0: So when did you when did y'all move to Thicket?
1: We moved to Thicket the summer of '75. My brother had just graduated that year, and that was the year we went to Thicket because my grandpa uh, Leighton wasn't doing well then; his health wasn't all that great, and Dad wanted to move up. Daddy wanted to move up there by him, and I loved it at West Harden. We I went from like 300 kids in my class. To fifty-one seniors, yeah. we, I went there in 70, 75, 76. and then uh, I graduated in seventy-eight, and we had fifty-one seniors.
0: And what cracks me up is like you did, like you didn't you letter? Didn't you get like a letter? Oh, <laughs> well, I wasn't in. Read? Well,
1: I wasn't in any sports. <laughs> I wasn't in anything like that. All I, all, I did get prom queen and Vic a sweetheart, but that don't get you a letter jacket. So the day they come, our senior year, the day they come to measure them, well, I wanted one. I wanted one so bad. I didn't care that I wasn't in any kind of sports or UIL. So
0: um,
1: when they came to measures, I went on in there, got measured for one.
0: Oh my God, mama.
1: And then when when they came in that year, they called us. <laughs> To the office to pick up our our letter jackets. Well, I go down there to get mine. I was so excited. And I get down there, and they said, I owe $50. I go, what? <laughs> I got to
0: pay for that?
1: <laughs> I, I thought we didn't. Wasn't, well, uh, Audrey, you're not in any kind of sports UIL. And they didn't realize that when I ordered it, evidently. And so you
0: ordered it right along I
1: had, Yeah, because I was a senior, I guess. So I had to go tell my dad that i had to pay $50 for that jacket or he had to pay $50 for that jacket. <laughs> he paid it of course but oh lord i'm sure he wanted to beat me and but i got a, but that's how i got my letter jacket
0: <laughs> and then you were like 95 pounds
1: yeah well probably about 85 my senior year i was, I was a little old bitty thing
0: so after you graduated you obviously
1: and we got married and had two girls two beautiful daughters And when we first got married, well, of course, Merle Robinson was steady praying for me. (laughs) That poor woman, her knees were probably sore back then, praying for me and, you know, wanting me to come to church. And I didn't want no part of church. I even told my dad, I didn't know if I wanted to marry. He goes, what do you mean? Don't you like him? I said, yeah. I said, but I don't want to be a Pentecostal. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, "Miss Robinson's going to make me a Pentecostal. She's going to make me be a Pentecostal. (laughs) And my daddy said, no, she's not. (laughs) But anyway, she didn't. She didn't make me, but she was on them prayer bones, let me tell you. And I needed every prayer she put forth to Jesus.
0: (laughs) What drew you to church?
1: Well, I only went on holidays because I didn't want no part of it.
0: And you were raised...
1: I was uh, raised Baptist, if that's what you want to call it. But really, I didn't. I wasn't anything, really. I thought that Christmas was Santa Claus and the Easter was the Easter bunny back, me growing up. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I got in church. I started going with uh, my mother-in-law at the time. And I'd go on special occasions. And, hon, I'd go outside Every now and then have smoked smoke me a cigarette. And then I come back in there and, you know, you can smell that cigarette smoke on you. But nobody at that church, I went to Moss Hill, UPC at the time. Brother and Sister Wallace was pastor and pastor wife back then. That was back in 81, 82. Yep. And I got the Holy Ghost in 1982. And I will never forget it as long as I live. I was a heathen. And I only went on special occasions, on holidays and all, and and I went up there. You know, some people just go up there, and they beg God to give them the Holy Ghost, and they pray, and they pray, and they pray, and they pray. And they pray. I walked up there to that altar. I, I, laid, I, I knelt down and was praying and asking God to forgive me for all my sins. And He did, and He, he filled me with the Holy Ghost on that night in february in 1982 and i've had the holy ghost for 41 years and i there's no way i could go back god has been so good to me back when i was living at home i was probably about 15 16 years old and i asked god i didn't even know god then i said but if you're real if you're really up there in heaven i want children and i want to live in a little brick house and he did it when it happened and after I got in church and all that all that came to pass, what I prayed, I thought, Oh my God, you are real. I mean, he really is. That's one thing I can say. When God personally does something for you that nobody else can do, you know it was God. It wasn't man. Well,
0: like I said, I said it before, like he's a personal God. He is. Like he gets personal with you. He gets
1: very personal.
0: So how did your family react to you getting
1: in oh, church? Oh, Lord.
0: My daddy did not like
1: it at all. Mama didn't say anything. She didn't say much about it. But my daddy fought me tooth and toenail. And I couldn't understand why he hated me being in church because I had changed. I had quit cussing, I had quit drinking, I had quit smoking, you know? I, I quit all that bad thing, all the bad things I used to do. We would be down there picking peas in the pea pad. He always had a huge garden. We'd be down there picking peas, and, and Daddy said, you know, he'd ask me, well, why do you have to wear that skirt? And i just look at him, cause, you know, I didn't say that much to him, I just, I just let him ramble, because he wasn't gonna do any good, he didn't understand. He truly probably didn't really understand but for years i could not understand why he didn't like me going to church he said you weren't raised that way yeah but i was but i was better than what i was when i was growing up i didn't tell him that but it's true i was better god saved me he filled me with the holy ghost i don't see how people can go every day without God because the, all the things that happened to me over the years I couldn't have done it without him I couldn't have made it through some of the stuff that I've been through without him still to this day I can't
0: so I, I do want you to tell this one story about your mom later in life whenever when I went wow.
1: fishing with him. One time I went uh, camping and fishing with my sister and my mom went and we we went fishing and camping and everything. We come back and we were on our way home and we were in the car. And my mom asked me, what is the difference between you and my sister, Catherine? She meant church wise. And I said, well, there is there is a difference. And she goes, well, what is the difference? And I said, well, they don't baptize. The same way we do. We baptized in g Je- We baptized in Jesus' name, and they don't. And I said, I said, Mom, this is how God showed me the oneness that there's only one God. I said, just like me, I'm your daughter. I'm Patricia's sister. I'm um, I'm Chastity and Stephanie's aunt, and I'm a mother to my children. But how many do you see when you look at me? And and Mama couldn't see me too well because she couldn't see all that well. But she said. There's only one. There's only one Audrey. I said, right. Well, that's the same way with God. I said, there's only one God. He has titles. He had There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But those are just titles of Him. But there's only one God, Mom. And Mom goes, I'll be blank. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that, she saw it. For the first time probably in her whole life, she saw where well, there is just one God.
0: And then later in life, you know, my granny ended up I mean she did go blind.
1: Yeah, she couldn't see hardly anything.
0: And it was Mother's Day.
1: One year for Mother's Day, Mom I didn't have the money at the time to really buy her anything extravagant, but I can cook. Yes, <laughs> That's one can, thing girl. we can do. Girl. Yes, you can, girl. yes, we can. And I called mom and I was gonna go up there the Saturday before mother's day i said i'm gonna come up there and cook for you for mother's day and she goes okay because she loved to visit that's where i get it from her and dad they love visit so i brought all my stuff up there but i well i was loading it i put it in my car and i thought oh all my roses were bloomed out at that time of the year and i picked every rose that had bloomed off of all my roses, I had yellow, pink, red, you name it. And I had it. I even had a lavender one. Of them. That was my favorite. But anyway, <laughs> there was only one of them. And it was that big red one, that big red rose that is planted there on the corner of our house. That always had a scent. Oh, my Lord, it smells so good. But none of the rest of them had a scent. So I picked them all, and I put them in this vase, and I took them to my mom's. And mama was sitting at the kitchen table. She was at, She was living with my brother at the time. And I, I set them on the table and then I got the rest of the stuff and brought it in and was set it over there in the kitchen. And, and I said, mom, I brought you all these roses that had bloomed because she loved roses. She, she planted roses back when she could do all that. Anyway, she goes, well, let me smell them because she couldn't see them. So she says, well, let me smell them. And I said, okay. So I got that big red one. And I, of course I had to sniff it first. And then I handed it to her and I said, this is my red one, mom. And she goes, oh, that smells so good. And then I got the yellow one and I sniffed it. And then I went, okay. And I handed it to her. And she goes, oh, that one smells good. And then every rose in that vase had a scent for the first time in my life. And I thought, oh, my Lord. I said, "I said, oh, my God. They all have a scent. I just went to sniffing them and handed them to Mama. And I put them back in that vase. And I cooked. And we, we had a really good visit and everything and I left and on my way home that's when it hit me I said God you did that for my mom because she couldn't see them she could only smell them and I said and you did that for me that is another just the little things that God would do because none of them haven't had a scent at all except that red one so good though like, he, he is and he, just, he
0: cares
1: he does he really does
0: well thank you so- so much for coming on and sharing your little testimony.
1: Well, you're just so welcome. Well,
0: maybe we can have you again.
1: Uh, well, bye. Uh, if you like
0: it. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, until next time, we'll see you on the next episode.